0: The early 2000s saw the debut of many pop stars, but none made an impact quite like Canadian pop rocker Avril Lavigne. From her influential image, her infectious hooks, her bare-it-all songwriting style, to her badass attitude, Avril made a splash when she burst onto the scene back in 2002 and hasn't looked back since. Join me today as we take a look into the debut era of Avril's career. With hits like Complicated, Skater Boy, and I'm With You, Avril's debut album Let Go is one of the most legendary works in pop music, and today we will be diving into its history. i I am Michael Kadosh, and this is Planet 2000s. Hey, everybody. My name is Michael Kadosh, and I'm here to welcome you all to Planet 2000s, a place where we celebrate pop music's most iconic moments from the most iconic decade in pop music history. Let's dive in. Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Planet 2000s. My name is Michael Kadosh and today we are going to be taking a look at Avril Lavigne and we will be taking a look at her first record. Her first album was titled Let Go and it is probably her most successful record but also her most influential. You know, when she came onto the scene, she really made a splash and she really came on in a very big way. She was born in Napanee, Ontario, a small town of a population of 5,000 people in Canada. I myself am actually from Canada for those of you guys who don't know. So, you know, we here, we always really loved Avril and we were always very proud of her obviously before anybody releases their first album they have to be discovered and how avril got discovered is a fun little story obviously she's been singing since she was a child and she stated that she got her first you know big moment with singing when she was around 14 15 years old and she won a contest to sing on stage with shania twain at one of her concerts back in 1999 the song was what made you say that from shania's first record and avril got to sing on stage with shania and when shania asked her you know what do you want to be when you grow up do you see yourself she says i want to be a star i'm gonna be a a singer and sure enough everyone was right
1: when i was in grade nine i ended up singing with shania twain so that kind of really like helped things out i actually won a contest through a Mm -hmm. radio station and just sang at the one of her concerts so i got signed as a singer and, and when they started giving me songs i was like no i want to write and they were just kind of like what you know this like 16 year old kid it's like I want to write my songs. <laughs> Anything in life, I won't do it if it doesn't feel right. I always go with my gut and stand up for what I believe in. And I'm a fighter. Like, I fight for what I want. I think I'm different from what's been out there for a while, definitely.
0: Later on that year, 1999, Avril was discovered by her first manager, Cliff Fabri. And he found her when she was singing. I mean, I hope I hope I said that name right. <laughs> he found her while she was singing country songs, um, just some covers with her guitar at a chapter's bookstore in Kingston, Ontario. I'm actually from Toronto. Kingston is a few hours from here. So Avril and Apani is around that area. So Avril kind of grew up around, you know, not far from where I am right now. Cliff sent out a bunch of VHS tapes of Avril performing at home because he obviously took an interest in her and he sent it to different individuals industry people. It resulted in her being visited by several executives, one by the name of Mark Joette, and he co-founded a Canadian management firm titled Network. They received a copy of Avril's karaoke performances that they recorded in her home, and that's when he arranged for her to meet with the producer by the name of Peter Zizzo in the following summer. Took her to New York, and that's essentially where she was noticed by Arista Records, and it was an a r representative from Arista ken Krongaard, who introduced her to antonio la reed invited la reed to see her perform and he signed her on the spot her 15 minute audition was so impressive to Reed that he signed her immediately gave her a deal worth 1.2 million dollars <laughs> 1.2 million dollars two albums an extra 900 thousand dollars for a publishing advance simply because he believed in her talent so much he's you know he couldn't believe the voice that was coming out of this punk you know badass girl you know she always was a little bit rebellious and she never wanted to follow by the rules it was very obvious you know from within five minutes of meeting Avril that that's how she was and she you know doesn't take any bullshit from anybody but essentially she's very very talented and so you know he signed her on the spot with the support of her parents obviously because remember the girl was only 15 years old she dropped out of school and she focused on making music she got a band chosen for her by the company by the management company they wanted young performers who were up and coming from the canadian punk rock scene and people who would fit with avril's personality the rest is history she began work on her first album and sure enough a year two years later we got the album that we all know was let go
1: i would describe my Music, um, it's got edge to it. It's the lyrics are honest. I write about, you know, what I've been through in all of my seventeen years, <laughs> um, relationships I've been in, um, just different situations and my opinions. Um, it's you know, very lots of guitars going on, and I I like to rock out and. Avril's
0: album Let Go was released on June 4, 2002 by Arista Records. Complicated was released as the first single, and it was a massive success. I think that a huge reason why it was such a success is not simply just because, you know, the song was great, but the video really showcased Avril's personality and her image from the ties to the long brown hair to the band to, you know, them playing around in a mall and causing misfit and causing trouble. And it really fit Avril's personality. And that is not something that was seen a lot before in music, simply because, you know, for the last three years before Avril's debut, the prepackaged pop star was pretty much all you were seeing, you know, Whether it was Britney Spears with Jive Records or Christina Aguilera with RCA Records or Mandy Moore at Epic Records or Jessica Simpson at Columbia Records. You know, every single record label had their pop girl. And that was where female artists and music were going. And Avril was like, oh, wait, no, I write my own songs. I don't sing and dance in formation. I don't wear belly button tops. I am a rock chick. I think a lot of people truly gravitated towards that. But one very important part about Avril's image, something that they made sure to emphasize when they were launching her was the fact that she Wrote her own songs. She was very in control of her sound and she was only 17 years old. And so that was a whole part of the appeal. You know, this 17 year old who is very talented musically and professionally, she has control over her sound. Now, the thing is, is that when they were making the record, LA Reid didn't actually like the original direction or sound that the album was going. So he put her to work with The Matrix. Originally, she was working with a man named Cliff Magnus and they were doing a lot more harder edge songs, a lot more guitar and a lot more hard rock. Or just a little bit more of a punk sound, I should say, and two of those songs did make it on the record, uh, Losing Grip and Unwanted. However, Ellie Reed said, honestly, we need to have more of a pop sound and less of a hard rock sound, so he put her to work with this group titled The Matrix. It was comprised of Lauren Christie, Scott Spock, and Graham Edwards. They had done a few pop rock things before this, but nothing too successful, so Ellie Reed was like, okay, great, well, you know what? This is a new artist. Together, they can bond. He instructed The Matrix to give her Faith Hill-type songs because, you know, that was Avril's voice. She had a very strong voice. However, when She started working with them. She was like, no, I'm thinking something with more of a system of a down vibe. And that's honestly what I truly want. And so they got to work. A little bit of controversy once all the songs started coming out when it came to the songwriting. Now, Avril stated that while she was working with The Matrix, the way that the songwriting process would be was that one member would be in the recording studio while they were writing, but they wouldn't write the guitar parts or the lyrics or the melody. She stated that her and Lauren wrote all of the lyrics together. Lauren would come up with some guitar parts and she'd be like, yeah, I like that or I don't like that. None of the songs aren't her. Now, (laughs) The Matrix stated that it's a little bit more complicated. They said that they used guitar and piano for a lot of the lead singles and Lauren said Avril would come in and sing a few melodies, change a word here or there. Ellie Reed ended up saying that, listen, I'm looking for a single for an artist. I don't care who writes it. Avril has the freedom to do as she really pleased. And the songs show her point of view. And she's always been confident about her idea. So whether or not she actually wrote every single song, it was definitely the idea that was pushed. But, you know, that was the controversy that, you know, it was really more of an idea and not so much her writing. But, I mean, I believe that she definitely co-wrote a lot of the songs and what are we 18 years into her career and she's still a really big songwriter and she writes a lot of songs by herself on her records too so i think that people just want to be negative all the time especially when you see a new artist Avril's always been very passionate about her writing and it's always been something that she talks about in interviews and something that she's very proud of
1: i'm really honest in my lyrics and talk about like real stuff and stuff i go through and a lot of people can like relate to that i guess to some people that's really refreshing and that's really cool that you know i kind of got to be that person The 18-year-old new kid on the block took a 180 from the bubblegum pop of Britney and put forth an album of edgy pop all her own. I get my ideas for writing my songs from any experiences that I go through. Sometimes just... Can have a bad day, and that just inspires me to write
0: something. So the singles from the record were Complicated, Skater Boy," I'm With You, and Losing Grip. Complicated being obviously the biggest hit of the album, but probably the biggest hit of her career. It was number one at Pop Radio, actually, as was Skater Boy" and I'm With You. Those three were number one at Pop Radio, making Let Go one of the only albums to have multiple singles go number one at Pop Radio. In terms of being on the Billboard, Complicated hit number two, and I'm With You was in the top five, Skater Boy" was as well in the top ten. Another single, Losing Grip, also charted. All of these singles doing so well on the charts also helped the album do very well on the charts. You know, it debuted at number two on, well actually debuted in the top ten, but it ended up peaking at number two, sorry, on the Billboard 200. Sold 7 million copies, upwards of 7 million copies in the US. 1 million in Canada, 16 million worldwide, and it was an extreme success. Now, I have to tell you guys, I remember buying this CD when I was a child, okay? I was a huge Avril Lavigne fan, particularly the song I'm With You. You guys, I can't even tell you how many times I would lock myself in my bedroom at seven, eight years old and just sing. I actually have a very funny memory. I want to say I was in the third or the fourth grade and I was at a parent-teacher conference. I don't even know how I remember this, but I was at a parent-teacher conference or parent-teacher interview or whatnot. And I think it was my English teacher saying, you know, Michael, you really need to be focusing a little bit harder on your homework. And then my mom was like, right, Michael? A lot of the times you tell me you don't have homework, but then I see you in your room singing. (laughs) Avril (laughs) Lavigne. Because I would sing her album every day and I just wouldn't want to do anything. I wouldn't want to do my homework. I would literally just want to go home and sing. And then my my teacher being, you know, maybe you could sing your CDs after you do your homework. So thank you, Avril, for giving me a bad reputation in elementary school. I really just love the music and I wanted to perform just like you. (laughs) But that's that was another really big thing with Avril is that, you know, she really had a strong appeal with children. And I think that a huge part of that was her image, the ties that she wore, the spiked bracelets that she wore. Actually, I one time was at a store in the mall and they had a picture it was like an accessory store and they had a picture of avril in the store with like circles around her bracelets and they're like look you can buy those bracelets and i was like oh my god and i had the spiked bracelets just like avril lavigne and everybody you know wore the striped shirts they wore ties and everybody wanted to you know play guitar and you know be like a rock a rock chick or a rock dude you know be like avril and i was definitely no exception <laughs> as far as avril was concerned You know, she felt the pressure from that. You know, whenever you are a role model, you feel that pressure, especially when you're a new artist, you're going to be put in a box. And they definitely put her in a box. They labeled her everything from a role model to the anti-Britney. They really pushed the idea that she was a rock chick and she had to wear her ties all the time. And, you know, that was something really hard for her to realize that she had to essentially be an image, um, a product.
1: Avril makes me sick. She thinks she's punk, blah, 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 blah it's like, I never once ever called myself punk to anybody. Maybe I have an attitude and I have a lot more edge to myself than a lot of other artists out there do. And media sees that and takes that and calls it punk. Because what punk is, is punk is a little delinquent. Punk is so much that, you know, right now, that this moment I'm not going to get into, but... I'm not a punk rocker. I don't have punk music. Maybe I have some punk characteristics about me. Did I say that properly? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I have some punk characteristics about me, but I don't walk around calling myself punk. It's more punk to tell people you're not punk than to sit there and say that you are punk. And whatever. If you want to know what I think that I am, I think that I'm just a rock chick. And I like to rock out. I like to throw shit around. I like to go nuts. I like to lose myself on stage. I like to scream. I like to holler. I like to break things. I like to yell. I like to get my anger out. And... You know what? Everyone has their own opinion on... Everybody. But... I'm not the one who went out there. And, and, um... Called myself punk and skater, and and so many people look at that and read that and think, Oh my god, she's so fake! and I, I totally understand why. Because if I saw Avril Levine's face everywhere and skater punk everywhere, I'd be like, pff, pff, She's
0: so fake. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors.
1: But you still low in them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on it, it. Only takes structure, and and you know just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah, know what I mean. So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? I you know, mean, yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm y'all trying, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. trying, yeah. I'm trying oh, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, to get them on there. Yeah, yeah. Look, look,
0: look, look, We
1: all artists, man. We oh. go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man, Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. With this I got to
0: lie, we play with this shit right now for, for no, a Don't gonna lie. play with, don't it, play with no. it. Take that shit soon. I've got to tell you, that has to be one of my favorite quotes <laughs> of all time. It's just so funny. Like, I mean, listen, you have to remember that Avril was 17 years old when she was saying that. So you know the whole punk i'm not punk i like to throw shit around i mean that's the funniest shit in the entire world <laughs> but she was a kid and you could just see that and that's what happens you know at the end of the day you forget that these public figures that you're seeing a lot of the time are kids themselves me being 25 years old right now yo if i was being interviewed when i was 17 god only knows the shit that i would have said and that would be held against me to this day or that people would laugh at so i mean it's just funny but you know she was having a hard time dealing with her image and dealing with what the music industry was trying to thrust upon her thank you guys for tuning into the planet 2000s podcast i just wanted to take a moment to let you guys know where you can find me on social media i am on instagram at planet 2000s or you can hit me up on my personal page at michael Kadosh, c-a-d-o-c-h if you guys want to talk about some good old pop music or just reminisce about some good times then make sure to hit me up there i'm also on twitter or facebook at michael Kadosh. back to the pod So like I was saying earlier, they were really trying to push this idea that Avril was the anti-Britney, that Avril wasn't the prepackaged pop star. And let's just be honest, okay, Britney Spears was the most successful pop star in history. history simply because her blueprint model for what it is to be a pop star was what every label tried to create because they had never seen a success like that there was no overnight success that was just blew up like that you know Madonna didn't really blow up so much at her first record Janet Jackson didn't blow up until her third record so these types of performers had never blown up so quickly and when everybody in the industry saw how big Britney Spears got they were like oh my god we need to create our own everybody has to have their own Britney and at last we got Mandy Moore and Jessica Simpson and Willa Ford Ford and Christina Aguilera. So when it came time for Avril's come out, everybody was like, oh, is she like a Britney? And so she was very, very prevalent in saying at the beginning of her career in interviews how she felt about being called the anti-Britney because she would always say like, I'm not Britney Spears. Hey, um, okay. So there's this whole thing going on, on the internet that you hate Britney Spears. And let me read this quote. And if you want, you can you know, comment on it or do whatever you want with it. But here's what we found. Would you walk around... This is you talking about Britney. Would you walk around the street in an eff- bra? She's not being herself up there because she's dancing like a hoe. Is she a hoe? She says she's a virgin. You know, it's just not clicking. End quote. Avril Lavigne on Britney Spears. I don't know. What's the deal? I mean,
1: I feel like the press kind of like to stick words in artist's mouths and kind of exaggerate on things. I mean, like I said, I'm different from her. and uh, Did you say that she dances I like a hoe? No, I,
0: I. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. You said that. Yeah. Look, the most successful show in the history of MTV I is mean, called The Osborns. Not, they not, say I'm, every five I'm, seconds yo, you're free I'm not here. dissing
1: her, and I don't mean to diss any artist, because I mean I don't need to do that. I mean she's doing her thing, and I'm doing my thing, and that's all I have to say.
0: Well, how do you feel about this whole anti-Britney tag that keeps getting bandied about a bit? Um,
1: it's kind of weird. I. I mean, I did say a couple things better in the beginning, but, I mean, I don't really consider myself to be an anti-Britney, but, you know, it's just kind of a thing that, a label that the media is sticking on me.
0: This is something that I have noticed has done a lot to women in music. You know, they're always pitted against each other. And you see, the thing is, is Avril actually likes Britney Spears. And we have since over the years seen that Avril actually really likes Britney. They've gone out together. Avril went to her show in Vegas. They met and, you know, she said how she likes her music.
1: I went out raging last night and did karaoke and I sang... Oh, what did I sing? I sang Umbrella and then and then I sang Britney Spears. Shut up. You did not. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give more <sighs> That song is kinda catchy though. When I first you know played what? it I thought I I actually think it's a really it's it's a, it's pretty good. It's definitely the strongest one on the record that I've heard so far. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give
0: gimme. The fact that you're laying more. in your bed with your husband right now singing Britney Spears is scaring me. But, you know, that's what they do to women in music. They did it to Britney and Christina. And they tried to do it with Beyonce and, you know, her other sisters in Destiny's Child. They've done it with Mariah Carey, with Madonna, with Jennifer Lopez. They've done it with every single female artist. And so Avril should be no exception. And they really tried to push her being against Britney Spears. I think that that's just totally unfair because, you know what, they obviously cornered her in those earlier interviews. You know, she's a 17-year-old girl. Obviously, she's going to say some dumb shit. She has since obviously taken it back and said that she loves Britney, you know, and everybody loves Britney. So, you know, at the end of the day, there has to be a punching bag for somebody. And, you know, I've definitely talked about that in my first episode here, and we'll get into it more when I speak more about Britney in some future episodes. She was always a punching bag, and Avril was simply just a pawn in that game for a little while. However, Britney wasn't the only one that Avril had a little bit of issues with. At the 2002 MTV VMAs, which was Avril's first ever VMAs, she won the award for Best New Artist for, well, Best New Artist in a Video was the name of the category, and it was for her video Complicated. At the time, it was the only video she had out. I think that of Boy had either just been released or was just about to be released. Anyway, so this was when American Idol first came out, and Simon, Paula, and Randy announced the winner, well, announced the nominees, I should say, for Best New Artist in a Video. And that was after the first season of Idol. So then Kelly Clarkson had just won, and Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini, who, uh, who was the runner up, came out and they gave out the award to Avril Lavigne. And, well, um, why don't we just hear what Kelly feels about that experience? I was thinking about you getting elbowed in the face by someone, and I put it together. Who was it? Because you, that year, you presented uh, an award on the VMAs to Av- Avril Lavigne. Did she elbow you in the face? I It, it was her, but I will say this years later yeah. she saw me and she said oh my gosh i i don't know people keep saying i elbowed you in the face and i'm so sorry like and then i don't think she i don't know if she I don't know. She did it. So. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if she felt bad about it or like she didn't mean to do it or what. But. Wow. Yeah. But it, was, you, it th- felt purposeful. That seems like a, a uh, an unusual and was, story. I think,
1: I think what was what I was bummed about is I'm a fan of hers. Like, mm. I think I didn't loved she, her
0: music. Like, I'm with you. I love all that. And stuff didn't she like, write one of uh, your hits? She wrote Breakaway, actually. Yeah, yeah. she wrote Breakaway. Yeah. And, and that's. Well, that's, that's making when up coming, for it. Yeah. That's when she. Yeah. She came <laughs> back on. Because, you know, that, that that's so strange that the girl who elbowed you in the face. uh, actually was responsible for one of your biggest hits. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So basically, Avril totally blew her off. You guys, I need you all to pause this podcast right now and look up on YouTube Avril Levine winning 2002 MTV VMA. It's going to be the funniest shit you're going to see in the world. And I think that since then, you know, Avril has, you know, like Kelly said, Avril said oh i didn't even realize that i did that i'm so sorry and the fun fact is that avril ended up writing one of kelly's biggest hits of her career breakaway simply two years later so the irony and all of that is quite hilarious but avril was a little bit of a badass and she was a little bit dismissive to kelly clarkson and it was on national television it definitely fit avril's image at that time i'll definitely tell you that So Avril's success for Let Go was pretty much unmatched. You know, she had her debut tour, the Try to Shut Me Up tour, which was a 70 show sold out world tour. I remember it came to Montreal when I was, I think, seven or eight years old, and I begged my parents to go. You know, we just didn't go because you know, concerts were very expensive, especially back then, and I didn't get to go. I still haven't seen Avril live, and hopefully once this whole COVID-19 pandemic is over, I can finally get the chance to see her because you know, her voice is truly amazing. But back then, that was her first concert tour, and it did really well. She released a DVD of the tour which had some you know backstage footage and had some performances and it also aired on tv and so that also did very well for avril avril was nominated for eight grammys for this album she didn't win any but you know she performed at the event she won the mtv award like i said earlier she was nominated for american music awards and you know she ended up selling 16 million copies worldwide of this album so let go definitely goes down in history as one of the most iconic works in pop music it was released 18 years ago soon to be 19 years ago it's still stood the test of time you know complicated has hundreds of millions of streams on spotify so does skater boy i'm with you is a classic losing grip is a classic some of the songs were actually featured in movies the song mobile was featured in the movie just married with ashton kutcher and Brittany murphy and the song nobody's fool was featured in legally blonde 2 red white and blonde with reese witherspoon and so you know those songs get to live on as well in terms of how i feel about this record i'm with you is definitely my favorite song on the album but i love the song nobody's fool i love mobile anything but ordinary, complicated. It just goes on and on. It really was an album that I had on replay every single day as a child. Like it was one of those albums. I'm very glad that it has stood the test of time and Avril has received a lot of respect for it. I do, however, wish that people would give Avril a little bit more flowers, simply because she really did achieve a lot of you know, in her career, but especially with this album. That's what we're here to do at Planet 2000s is give the flowers to our artists that we love. And Avril, we love you. That being said, I want to thank you all for listening today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm Michael Kadosh, and this is Planet 2000s. I know you guys are going to be jamming out to the Let Go album because I know that I will. I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Have a great day.